Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast, where we embark on a transformative journey of the mind, body, and soul. This is not just another podcast. It's a sanctuary of wisdom, resilience, and growth. In a world that never stops, we pause here. We dive deep into the inner workings of the human experience, exploring the profound, the practical, and the profoundly practical. Join me as I uncover the secrets to unlocking your potential, embracing mindfulness, and living life with intention. From the power of presence to the art of purpose, this podcast is your compass and the path to self-mastery. Prepare to be inspired, challenged, and enlightened. It's time to awaken your inner healer, your true warrior. Welcome to the Mindfulness Medic Podcast. Your journey starts now. What is up? So this week, I'm going to take a break from the pillars for just one episode. Next episode, we're going to do the final pillar six and talk about the financial freedom pillar. But I'm going to have my wife come on as a guest, and she's going to help me talk about that pillar because, frankly, she is the financial guru in our marriage. She is the finances professional, the accountant aficionado. So we're going to do that episode together. So today I wanted to do kind of a pre-holiday episode and talk about some things that I've been thinking about. I always think about this time of year before Christmas time and get some of that stuff out there. So I hope you've been enjoying these episodes so far. Again, if you appreciate any of this, if it resonates with you, don't forget to go like, share, subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend, phone a friend, write a message in a bottle and send it out into the ocean and see who finds it. I've been doing these off the cuff. I don't have a script. I don't have any notes. These just, you know, we kind of just freestyle it here on the Mindfulness Medic podcast because that's how I roll. The last podcast, the episode, the video just ended up cutting out like 20% through it. So that's why there was no video clips on the Mindfulness Medic Instagram page. But you know what? We press on, we adapt, we overcome. So today I just wanted to talk about a couple things quickly. Firstly, I want to talk about how this season can be particularly difficult for a lot of people, especially people who are first responders, people in healthcare, because this is a lonely, sad, and depressing time of year for a lot of people. It can remind us of people we've lost, colleagues, friends, family members. We're also dealing with other people's situations where they've lost people. We have seasonal depression as the wintertime season sets in, everything's gray, everything's dark, everything's a little bit more dreary. And also professionally, if you've been in these professions for any length of time in public safety or in healthcare, you know full well that we are in the midst of what I call, it's not officially a term, but I call it suicide season. And that season kind of goes from that autumn fall time period to midwinter throughout the holiday season a little bit. And that's when all of those calls for service increase for people with suicidal ideation and people who have attempted suicide and unfortunately those who have been successful. The majority of the suicides and the suicidal calls that I've been called to in my career have usually been during this time period between you know September through January, February. And it can be hard. It can be tough, especially when you're dealing with that increased level and increased propensity and frequency of these tough psychiatric calls, people having those mental health crises, those mental health emergencies, and it can be tough. So I want to encourage all of you in these professions to just stay strong, keep pushing forward. Remember why you got into this job, into this career, 
in the first place, and that was to help other people, to serve other people, to alleviate pain and suffering in other people. And oftentimes the psychiatric calls can get really easy. It can They can easily lull us into a sense of complacency and to kind of just roll our eyes and to go, oh, just another psych call. But remember this, those those words that you say and that empathy and that compassion that you show could truly transform and truly save someone else's life. It could really, really benefit them in some way that you don't even know is going to benefit them. And to not let that sadness and not let that darkness affect your own mind and affect your own well-being. And it's really important during these months to prioritize self-care in your own life. And I know, I know it's hard because intrinsically, we don't take very good care of ourselves as first responders or people in healthcare. We always spend most of our energy taking care of everyone else, making sure everyone else is good and alleviating pain and suffering in other people and saving lives, preventing the loss of property that we oftentimes forget to put that oxygen mask on ourselves. But remember guys, if you don't serve yourself first, you cannot serve other people at your highest capacity and that is what we promised to do. That is what we said we would do when we signed that dotted line. And if you didn't sign the dotted line, you just accepted the job. From an interview, you know what I mean. It's what we do. It's why we show up every day. So don't forget that promise you made to other people, to the public, to the community, to the people we serve, to the people walking through those hospital doors. We promised that we would serve them and we can't serve them unless we serve ourselves and show up at the best possible version that we can show up as. So that means prioritizing our self-care. That means making sure we're getting adequate sleep, that we are taking care of ourselves physically, that we're exercising, we're lifting weights, we're doing the cardio, we're doing that on a regular basis, we're feeling good about ourselves because how we feel physically is how we feel mentally, folks. There's a direct correlation. There's a direct causation. Those two things are directly proportional to each other. How you treat yourself physically is a direct reflection of how you feel mentally. If you don't believe me, give it a try. Lose 20 pounds. Look at yourself in the mirror. If you're good about yourself and the things that you're doing with all those positive, happy hormones that you're releasing, and you will see how absolutely beneficial it is to your mental health. Remember to do those things that you find joy in in life, your hobbies. Don't forget your passions outside of the job, guys. It's so important, especially during this time of year where things are a little bit more dreary to really have those things to anchor on outside of work. Find your identity in other things outside of the career. Build those things outside of the job, those hobbies you do, whatever they are for you, whether it's spending time outside or doing whatever. You know, me, I love... I love playing acoustic guitar. I love creating things. I've always been an artistic person at heart. I love, love creating things. Being artistic, playing music, creating music. I love photography. I have gotten into drone videography and drone photography. I love reloading for all of my guns. I like spending my time outside, hiking, all that stuff. Creating stuff for the mindfulness medic. That has become my new passion, guys. You need to have things outside of the career, outside of studying the books and outside of trying to make yourselves better and better and better. You got to have those things outside of the job in order to keep your heart and your soul filled with that positivity and that drive forward because it's going to allow you to show up at work refreshed and ready to take charge. I know how tough this season can be financially, especially with the holidays and you know the financial stress that can come with that. 
which usually means people are working more overtime, they're burning themselves out even more, and they get the burnout, they're getting the compassion fatigue, which sets in and manifests itself in all sorts of negative ways. So make sure that you're doing what you can to squirrel away that money that you need to save in order to not have to work all of that overtime, because that overtime is just, it's just a ticking time bomb. It's keeping you away from your family. When it's doing that, it's reducing your family life. It's decreasing your ability to make those memories and space, spend time at home. And no, it's a fine balance because we need to support ourselves and our families financially, but we also don't want to overextend ourselves and put too many irons in the fire because then we just get burnt out and then we get dissatisfied and then we don't want to do this job anymore, right? Because I've been there, I know how it feels. So just do what you can to make sure you're making those smart financial decisions during this season so you're not pushing yourself to that brink of feeling overwhelmed with financial stress. The holidays are easy to put junk crap food in our mouths. All those parties, it's easy. There was a statistic saying that the majority of people, I can't remember what percentage it was, but it was a really high percentage of people gain the majority of their weight during the holiday season. And then it just stacks up over that and it perpetuates itself over that because every year it's like, oh, well, it's uh, Thanksgiving, it's Christmas, uh, whatever. I'll just eat the extra pie. I'll eat the extra food. And then every single year, they don't ever actually make any progress towards their physical fitness. And then before they know it, like I was, you find yourself 50, 60, 70 pounds, way overweight, obese, miserable, sluggish. When that happens, it has a cascading effect. Remember, guys, all of this stuff has secondary and tertiary order of effects on everything. It's all related. When you start to feel that way physically, then it reduces your mental health. Don't forget to spend time celebrating the small wins in life. We're coming to the end of the year. I hope you all have made progress towards some sort of development or growth or promise to yourself that you made last year. Everybody's all about the New Year's resolutions and making promises to themselves of all of these things they want to do and all of these things they want to achieve throughout the year. I really hope, I sincerely hope that each and every one of you have at least made some sort of progress on something this year. And if you have, don't forget to look back and appreciate and recognize how freaking awesome that is, guys. Because if you've done that, you're in the top 1% of people in this world who actually stick to something to the end and make improvements on themselves. Because frankly, most people just sit around. They don't improve their lives. They live that mundane, regular life that most people live. Wake, eat, work, sleep. That same cycle they repeat till the day they die. With no ambitions, no goals, no direction, no drive. They just punch the clock day in and day out and do the same old things every single day with the same old habits, the same old vices and addictions. So if you made progress towards any of that stuff, congratulate yourself. Appreciate that win. Recognize that win and feel good. And don't rest on your laurels. Make new goals for this next upcoming year. And guys, if you haven't made much progress or you haven't made any progress at all, I want you to look inward and look at those things. What are those things that are tethering you to that place in life where you're at? What are those things that are are preventing you from moving forward? What are those things that are keeping you stuck? Evaluate those things. Figure out what your situation is and what that thing is that you want to improve in life or what you want to build. You want to get out of that toxic relationship. You want to get out of that dead-end job that you just hate showing up to because it's making you miserable and it's sucking your energy and your life force dry. Maybe you want to improve your mental health. Maybe you want to improve your physical health. Maybe you want to look at the mirror and enjoy and appreciate the person that's looking back at you. Maybe you want to build a business. Maybe you just want to take up a new hobby that's healthy for you. Maybe you want to be a better husband, a better, a better spouse. Maybe you want to kick that addiction or that vice that you've been using as a crutch. Porn, nicotine, alcohol, laziness, apathy, junk food, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be big. 
Just recognize what that thing is, what your situation is, and then realize you need to move forward to take that action to get to, towards that goal you want to do. After you've identified the situation, evaluate what those tasks are that are required in order to make improvements. And then form a list of objectives that you need to complete throughout a period of time in order to help you achieve those tasks. And then of course, once you've come up with a mental game, the, the blueprint, the mental model, you can wish, you can hope, you can pray, you can put out all that positive energy and all those positive vibes out into the universe. But unless you kickstart your action towards that goal, you're not going to make any progress. So you need to put action forth, kinetic, dynamic action forth to get those results you want. And then of course, once you put that action forth and you start developing that progress towards your goal, you're going to need to continually evaluate your situation and make sure that you haven't fallen backwards and that you've made making good solid progress forward and make those tweaks and those adjustments where you need in order to get that goal accomplished and if you've accomplished that goal congratulations but don't rest on your laurels it's time to either find a new goal develop a new goal or it's time to make a pivot on that current goal and maybe take it in a new direction or maybe elevate it even just a couple more notches up from where it was. So the other thing I wanted to talk about, especially during this holiday season, is it can be a time of increased feelings of obligation, increased feelings of obligation. You know, again, it's going to take away from that, that time at home, those, those abilities to make memories with your family. I understand in our careers, there's some people who are going to have to work on those holidays and that sucks. And that really, that really blows. And I know how that feels because again, if you've been in these careers for any length of time, You've had to work those holidays before. You've had to miss those family events and it can be tough. It can be rough because if you've been spending any amount of time with me here, you know that one of my biggest things is really valuing, valuing and appreciating the time we have here in this experience and that our time is so precious. And that One of the most important priorities we should have is building that life outside of the job and building our families and our memories and enjoying every moment we have. So it's tough. When we have to give up, when we have to sacrifice one of those holidays like Christmas to go do our jobs and to serve other people, we know that we're leaving our families at home and we're missing out on one of those rare opportunities because, you know, you have kids. Statistically, you have 18 Christmases with them and then it's done, then it's over. And I know that's being a little bit dramatic because, of course, your kids are going to hopefully spend time with you after 18 years old, but you know what I mean. It's just that perspective shift. So try to stay positive. Don't let it drag you down. There's other options you can do. You can celebrate the holiday on another day. You can do what we're going to do this year and just wake up really early before I have to go to work and just do the presents and the, and the, the Christmas morning together then. And then they'll come visit me at the station later on. And, and we'll have a Christmas. It won't be the Christmas of our dreams, but that's the, that's the thing. You got to have the ability to kind of adapt and to pivot and to not, not get so sucked into the negativity of the situation, not get sucked into that, the fact that you're not getting the, the, the situation exactly how you wanted it, right? Because that's that's just how this is going to go sometimes. This is how life is. You need to be able to adapt and pivot and stay present in the moment and stay truly centered in those things that we have to be grateful for, to, to, to have that gratitude for things in life, to have the gratitude that we woke up that day with, with the privilege to, to have another chance at life, to have another chance at this experience, this awesome experience called the human experience. No matter how bad you think your life is, there is always something to be grateful for. So no matter if you're waking up on Christmas morning and going to the hospital or going to the station to work, maintain that sense of gratitude. Maintain that sense of gratitude that you are 
in a position where you get to serve other people. You get to help other people on their worst day. Not everybody gets that opportunity, guys. So find the small things to be grateful for and apply that to your day. And don't forget that it's okay to set boundaries for yourself during the holiday season. There's a lot of pressure put on from other people as far as obligations and stretching your timelines and your schedules even thinner than they already are. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself and say no. Say no to those situations or those scenarios that aren't serving you, to those people that aren't serving you. Cut the dead weight. Cut those things that are not congruent with the life you want to live or the family you want to have or that thing you want to do. You need to be able to invest in yourself and invest in your families. And if there are things that are not serving you, you need to develop the ability to establish firm but compassionate barriers in your life and to tell people no, whether that's the pressure and the guilt associated with a family event that you don't want to attend because it's taking you away from your family or your, your, your already limited schedule. Do what you have to and don't feel bad. I know this from personal experience. I am learning the art of saying no and establishing firm but fair boundaries with other people. This goes for your job too. Don't let people suck you into doing things you want to, you don't want to do. Don't let administrators take advantage of you. Stand firm in your own self-respect and have those boundaries. So I hope you all have a great holiday, a Merry Christmas. Again, if what I've been doing here resonates with you, like the messaging, if you appreciate what I do, throw me a like, throw me a review, anything positive to help out. I truly appreciate it. It means the world to me. Also visit mindfulnessmedic.net. Pick yourself up some merch. That stuff makes a great Christmas gift. Saying, take care, stay safe. And until next time, stay mindful.